welcome back to the Quality Cut Life Podcast. My name is Imani, and here we talk about how to live a better quality of life for young adults, how to make your own decisions, and how to create the life that you want to live instead of letting other people tell you how to live. So thank you so much for listening, and let's get into the show. All right, hey, what's up? Welcome back to Quality Cup Life Podcast. Okay, so um, this has nothing to do with the podcast episode, but if you have not seen the new Spider-Man movie and if you have not seen the new Batman movie, I need you to head sprint to the theater. Okay, those are great movies. Anyway, okay, so in this podcast episode, I know some people may or may uh, not like Kanye for whatever personal reasons, but we're going to talk about this documentary, okay? So, um, I have been, like, seeing memes and stuff about it, and I was like, "Mm, let me, let me go check this thing out, because I'm usually either working on something or thinking about working something, I don't typically take the time to let me sit down and intentionally have some Imani time and let me watch something on the on the Netflix so I decided to do that I was like let me check out this Kanye documentary and I learned so much so um I did remember when like through the wire was out and I remember um my favorite I think my favorite songs Kanye like songs is probably through the wire and all falls down those are my those are my those are the Kanye songs I still listen to today I don't really listen to this new stuff like that I might check it out but anyway so um I knew you know if you listen to through the wire I knew he he like got in a bad car accident and I knew he had his mouth wired shut because he said it in the song and everything but I didn't, there was so much I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that Kanye was a um, a producer and, like, a, he was doing pretty well as a music producer before he started uh, rapping and everything. I had no idea. And I had no idea he was producing, like, pretty big hits for some, for some hard hitters back in the days. And so I was like, oh, I am, there's another layer to Kanye that I did not know. So I think that was, like, super cool. And this documentary series after I watched it I only watched the first like episode and like a half so but this is just my sort of thoughts and impression on it so far but it's been really good and it's been blowing my mind it was very very encouraging for me and so um hopefully if you don't watch it hopefully some of the things that I say can be encouraging for you and so um I have some notes and um, so my general thoughts on the documentary, um, like I said, it was super inspiring um, to me and it gave me more of an idea of the type of things that he went through. He didn't just shoot to stardom or whatever. This man had a whole background. I knew he was from Chicago, but he had a whole background um, and the documentary was talking and he was talking about that he had been making beats since he was like 12 and he he was um was rapping since he was a kid and he he like learned a lot of things that got him like that made him a successful producer from other producers in Chicago and um 
so I was just I was just very very impressed and all this was happening I think he was recording having it recorded I think he was like maybe around my age maybe 25 I, I don't think he was over 25 so he was somewhere around somewhere around that and um and so one of the f- one of the things that I took a note about was that he um is that when you first have a dream for something a lot of times it takes such a long time and and sometimes it can seem so impossible you you have to literally hang on to the dream for a dear life like in your mind you have to like see the dream in your mind because if you don't keep the picture of the dream or the goal or whatever in your mind you're depending on your environment and your circumstances you'll start to believe that is what's actually real for you and and what's right for you and what you're supposed to be doing versus what you actually know you're supposed to be doing and and so that blew my mind because he um Kanye was man he in the documentary he literally like had to sell himself on the dream he didn't wait for somebody else to sell himself on it or on his goals he sold himself on it even when it it, he just seemed like it just seemed like it was so far away he sold himself and that's what kept him going and that's what kept him fighting until he got it um the next thing is um sometimes the people that you look up to and you respect and they might have you know low-key raised you um Sometimes they become haters if you surpass their success or if you become more than what they expected of you. Sometimes people start to feel insecure or insignificant or whatever. And then they start to dog you out sometimes because um, because this one guy who who really helped him grow as a producer and taught him a lot of what he knew. Um. He, I think, I think he got upset. He did some, some kind of either radio interview or magazine interview. I don't remember which one it was. And he was talking, you know, kind of like talking crap about Kanye. And so Kanye and his crew, they were in in his car and Cootie, you know, was recording. Cootie is the guy who recorded the whole documentary. He was like, oh, let's go confront these dudes or whatever. So they saw them. They pulled the car over and went to go talk to him. And the guy, um that Kanye looked up to and it taught him a lot was like you know you know I didn't mean to you know to do that to you I just you need to show respect you didn't tell you said that this 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 and this was the reason why you're doing so well and you didn't mention me and so I felt like I needed to do this this and this and it just didn't make sense like if you felt if you felt like Kanye disrespected you and didn't give you your credit go talk to him you don't go on a public radio show and talk crap about him. Like, you don't do, you go talk to him like a man. Like, he went to go talk to you like a man. Like, you don't just go and do stuff like that. But it, it was just, the bigger you get, man, sometimes people you thought was real, you they was for you, be, become haters. Like, you'd be like, bro, what? Um, and it just, it... And if you watch the the, series, the documentary, you can see on Kanye's face that he, was, that he was really disappointed by that. He was like, dang, this dude, I really looked up to this man. And he going to disrespect me like that in public, like in my own city. Like, that's crazy. Um, the next thing I have is um, I love how Cootie was so supportive of Kanye's freaking dream. And he was willing to take a back seat to film the journey 
and um and apparently he saw something in Kanye that nobody else did and um and I'm saying he took a back seat because Cootie was also doing his thing he had his own tv show channels I think they called it channel zero it wasn't nothing like huge but it was big like for him and it was big you know they were showing documenting black culture and music and stuff like that nobody else was doing it at the time so and then he was also he also was doing stand-up comedy so um he was willing to put that down so he could he so he could document Kanye's um experience and apparently he he like saw something in him and he knew he was going to be big one day he just knew it so he was like I gotta drop everything this man dropped everything and moved to New York from Chicago to film Kanye's documentary like crazy um and and another thing to add to that is that you got to have you got to be around people who believe in you like you believe in you or or just believe in you kind of. You know what I mean? You got to have people around you that believe in you cuz if you don't they will if those people do not believe in you they will bring you down for real. They'll bring you down. Um another thing note that I took was um Kanye was in well, let me back up a little bit. So, um once Kanye became a pretty successful and, you know, known producer, he was producing tracks for Jay-Z and he was around all these different people when we in the documentary for real, Jay-Z, Dame Dash, like the whole Rockefeller crew. Um, I think D-Ray Davis popped up. Uh, it was just a lot of just, just random art. You're like, oh, I know them. Oh, oh. And then there was a lot of people that they put a name to them that you, I couldn't tell you who they were to this day. They're not relevant to this day, but they were, you know, pretty, doing pretty well back then and uh, or they were the next up-and-coming artist back then but he was in the environment with a ton of successful people um doing exactly what he always dreamed of doing which is amazing that's awesome environment is very important but it but they kind of like boxed him in um as just a producer and that's all they saw him as even though he would play them their song play them his songs and he would talk about yeah I'm rapping and I'm trying to get a record deal and blah 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 they I saw they saw him yeah yeah this man makes you know fire beats and blah 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 um and that's all they saw him as and and man I, I bet that felt you know it felt I know he felt some kind of way being in the environment you you're right there but it just the dream still seems like so far away I know I know he felt some kind of way because I would too I felt some kind of way watching I was like dang this man is so close yet so far um and then and then it took them forever to even it took him forever to even get a record deal even though I think Dame Dash was telling him yeah we're gonna sign him we're gonna sign him it took him a while to even sign him Man, and then not even after they signed him, it still took forever for them to release his stuff and promote his stuff. Um, this man was going all around. He was hustling, telling everybody, "Yeah, I'm rapping." Sending, uh, sending, showing him, not showing, uh, listening, letting people listen to his music, playing it for him, rapping in front of him. You know, all of this stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, man, this is dope." And then they'd be like, all right, but what about them beats, though? <laughs> so I was like, dang, bro, that's crazy. Um, um, and then finally, he got signed at Rockefeller. They signed him. But 
it was clear that they he wasn't the priority. They didn't think, I guess they was like, mm, I mean, we signed him, cool. But they wasn't pushing like, yeah, Kanye, we got to get you, da, 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 So he, so he, he had to keep making beats to just sustain his living because it was not like they was trying to push his, push his music or nothing like that. And a lot of his music was already done. He was done with it. And they still was like, mm, we got other, you know, other things to do. So you're just going to have to just figure that out. Um. And then, um, and so he was, you know, of course, he was pushing his own stuff and getting on connections and getting on TV so he can promote his music. And then the car accident happened. I was like, oh, man. And I actually do, do, did know about the car accident because one of my friends back in the day, um, I think it was middle school where, I think it was middle school because that was when I was talking to her, um, um. My my old friend Raven, she was like obsessed with Kanye, and she had his CD, and that was when like Heartless and Love Lockdown, I think, and stuff like that was um was was um was out, and it was it was really popular and everything. And she was talking about how his face is chubby because he uh, was kind of fat, because it was probably because she said it was still a little swollen from him being in a real bad car accident and stuff. So I knew about it. I didn't know my man was broke up <laughs> his jaw was broken in three places his jaw I was like yo I didn't know that that's like that's what you that's what that involves your dream rapping involves your mouth and you get cracked up all broken up in your jaw like that's 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 wild um and so you know the car accident happened and he was he was still doing his music and every you know recording and, and creating his album and everything and Rockefeller still was like, mm. put him on the back burner, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, man, you know how, how discouraging that must have been for him to be laying up in a hospital bed. His his mouth is wired shut. He can barely speak. He's in so much pain. And he thought he was he thought he was so close to his dream, and now it seems like his dream is fading away. Like, how how much mental mental fortitude do you have to have to come back from that and then to even think to well shoot my my my, my mouth is still wired shut but I still got to I've got to make this dream come true so I'm a rap with my mouth it is wired shut like he's roughing like this but you know I uh, that's crazy it, it just blows my mind. It reminds me of um, y'all ever seen Get Rich or Die Trying with Fifty. Fifty got sh- after Fifty got shot nine times. His his mouth was wired shut because I think he got shot somewhere in his mouth too, and he was rapping with his mouth wired shut. So it made me think about that scene. But it's just it's just wild to me that you even have the the courage to even do something like that, and to be able to and to want to play for people and be like, and then make a song about it. <laughs> that's so crazy to me. That's that's like that's so crazy. Um, and man, it's is is you got to you got to hear me on this. This man believed in himself so much that he was willing to carry the torch and carry the message of his music anywhere. It did not matter that the record label wasn't wasn't put wasn't checking for him and wasn't pushing his stuff and wasn't looking for him to do this and that. it did not matter. He was pushing his own 
He was pushing his own stuff in other means. Like, he did not care. He was on, um, he went on Def Jam. He went, I forgot what the other thing was. And I remember watching his po- his poetry on Def Jam. Um, not while it was on TV, but I remember I used to watch the Def Jam poetry sessions on YouTube a long time ago. And I remember watching it, so I'm like, oh, like he, he did a poem and it was some of the lyrics from All Falls Down. And I was like, oh, I know that song. So I thought I thought that he did that poem and then he was like, Oh, this is oh, this is dope. Let me go put this in a song. But he used that to promote his song. That is so like that's genius. And that got more people, you know, aware of him and all that. Cause Def Pop Def Poetry Jam was was really big at the time. And I think it's I forget what my man name was that was married to Kamora um Kamora Lee Sim Russell Simmons, that's his name, Russell Simmons. Um but man, like he was not playing about his stuff, and I think um, we we can all I think learn something from this this documentary. You you can't be waiting on nobody else to affirm your affirm your what you what is you want to do. You got to believe in it. You got to believe in it. Um, and. I mean, his mom was all for it too. I love that. I love that his mom was like, "Yeah, he'd been doing it since he was four, and I hooked him up with the with somebody who knew how to produce and all that." And then when he was discouraged and down his luck, I remember he he went back home to Chicago and went to his mom's crib, and she was just she was like, "You, we gonna get it." She was so encouraging to him, and she. She just reaffirmed him with how awesome he is and how great his music is and how he's going to make it. And don't matter what nobody say, you it. And I think that was right after they confronted um, my man. I can't remember what my man's name is. Um, that was talking crap about him on the radio show. I think that was after that, right after that. Because he was, you know, he was sad. He was disappointed. And he went to his mom's crib. And his mom, I think that was it. I could be wrong. But his mom just really pumped him back up. And not just him, but all the guys that was rolling. His, like, his little entourage with Cootie and the other maybe two or three guys or whatever. Um, but I just, I just thought that was so awesome that his mom was in support of it. Because, you know, a lot of, um, sometimes a lot of parents aren't in support of a dream that that's not theirs. They just want to support what they know of or what they understand or just the traditional um, whatever. Uh, what they This is stuff they understand, like more traditional either. Um, it could be for work. It could be nine to five or it could be factory work. Because I know factory work was, you know, pretty prominent over there, up there in like Chicago area or near um like Detroit, Michigan and stuff like that. But I just thought that was just awesome. Let's hand clap for parents and family members that really be out here supporting their people. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, <laughs> and that was just what I got from the first episode and a half. I'm like, probably, I would guess I'm like 20 minutes away from finishing the second episode. So um, I'm, I agree. I am in agreement. Kanye is a genius just for, off of those off of those first two episodes you you're a genius 
for being able to 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 pull yourself through all that because he went through a lot and it was just the first two episodes so i can't imagine what it's gonna look like in the next few episodes and then you got to think about where he was then versus where he is now and he was talking about in the documentary sidebar he was talking about in the documentary how um people knew him as kanye west but he said that he want to be so big to the point where people just gonna know him by kanye Cause somebody gonna say Kanye and they know what he's talking about. It don't have to be Kanye West. Um. So, oh y'all, okay, okay, I lied. So one more thing, this man already knew what his brand was gonna be. Like before, you know, before the record label started pushing him, pushing his music and stuff. You know, a lot of artists, the record label will give them a brand. And it's not really, it don't really feel like it's them, though. Kanye already knew his brand. He already knew, he already knew what his brand was going to be. And he already knew uh, the type of stuff he was going to be rapping about. Nobody else was going to tell him what he was going to do. He already came in with his own sound, his own style, his own brand, what what he talked about, all of that. And, uh, and, it, and it really just kind of set him apart. Not because... Not because um, the record label told him, "Oh, this is what's gonna set you apart." It was because he told himself, "This is going, to, this is what's going to set me apart, and this is what is different f- about me um, versus a, the next artist." You know, because he's like, "I'm not Jay Z. I'm not all these other people that I made beats for. I'm I'm Kanye West." So, um, so. So yeah, I, I need y'all to get on this this uh documentary or at least my notes of the documentary. Implement this stuff, believe in yourself, push your own stuff, don't wait for somebody else to give you an opportunity, create your own opportunities. Um and y'all let me know if y'all agree. Um and what y'all thought about the documentary. I might have a part two to this, because you know, haven't finished the documentary yet. But as I said before, I stand by what I said, Kanye is a genius. All right. Thanks, y'all, for watching or listening. Oh, also, y'all go leave a review for this podcast. I appreciate y'all. Y'all the best. Talk to y'all later. Bye.